Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And, Scott, it's a much longer topic list this week than we've had in a while, A lot, it, which seems weird because for we were going so long with huge lists due to the uh, all the spoilers and spoiler season. But then it was, oh, we got an interview. Oh, we're, we're talking about this one thing, and it's a broad topic. But we actually yeah. have multiple this evening, so may or may not be a long one, folks. Strap in. Uh, but the first thing is actually in now what's becoming a pattern, a review of a, what we what was released a week ago by the time this is going live, unless you're watching live. And that's our interview with the illustrious Drew. Uh, it was actually very informative, and I mentioned it in the interview, and I... I'm assuming you agree with this statement, Scott, but I am continually floored, and I, I'm not saying that lightly, by the level of honesty and openness from the Watsi team. I don't know what I expected. I mean, I, I kind of did because playing other games, it's I've never had this level of interaction with the game creators, the designers. I was impressed with how willing Drew was to provide certain information it would have been very easy for him to give us a cop-out answer on a number of things but i i got the sense that everything was open and honest and you know that's very much appreciated yeah i think what people don't understand is that like any other game i've ever played you don't get this level of interaction with the community period so like there are certain game companies i play their games they're completely you're completely in the dark about anything you literally have to like know <clears throat> on some random part of their website when a set is coming out and like things like that. Like, like, like you get no communication whatsoever. Um, so I think in as much, and, and to be honest with you, like, like, and I, I think we can give a little peek behind the curtain a little bit. Like we were a little hesitant to, to bring up certain things because we kind of already knew what the answer was going to be. If we had brought up. Exactly. Things. Yeah. So, you know, to get to get an honest answer, which is basically not a no answer, but a like, you know, admitted that like admittance that like you're not going to be happy with the answer because it's it's an incomplete answer. I think is 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 a solid way of, of looking at things. Right. Um. I I think they've never been forthcoming about like anything in the future, like until you know, until we get closer to whatever the future thing is anyway. Of course. So, like, I'm not surprised that he wouldn't talk about that kind of stuff at all. Um, I think, I feel like I always have to uh, read between the lines a little bit. So, um, it, you know, at least 
talking publicly. So, well, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm that's of course that, to be yeah. expected. He is yeah. very much the public face. So, of course, there has to be a level of restraint, we'll say. Yeah, I just think that, um, you know, there's not much he can do. I mean, I think, I, I think it's very, there are certain, I guess, truths that come out when you, when you really start to like read between the lines and things like that. Like, I think that people just don't necessarily understand or aren't really in the know about like, um, like they don't actually like, for example, like they don't run events. They just wizards officially. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like for this game, like this is not, this is not like the magic pro tour. We're going to hold host it ourselves. Like they, they contract out to, for the open series, they contract out. And then for the Energon at all, I guess you could say, um, to a third party. And so if there's no convention, there's no event. Like there's nothing they can do about that. Um, you know, I just think, I think it's just unfortunate because, well, I guess I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but like, <laughs> it's not really, that's a lot of this stuff just isn't really in their control is, is the point. Well, but yeah, there's, some... there's a lot of things out of, outside of realistic control as it is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I thought for what he was able to talk about, it was fine. But I don't, I just don't know, like, you know, with the set delay and with, you know, I feel like we've been talking about this set for a hundred years, like, you know, like, like, yeah, it does. (laughs) And we're going to have it for a a while longer. I mean, there's still plenty of life in the set with the official release being at the time of this recording tomorrow. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've only played with the set last night on stream for the first time in a month because I was judging. Right the other event and then commentating on the other event. So like, I haven't actually been able to try out my own strategies. Of course. Um, so, so it coincides perfectly with actually having the cards to play with, but, yep. um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I, you know, he, you know, obviously he agrees that the set is very like, you know, complex, you know, there's a lot to take in. Um, and things like that. So, you know, I mean, like they, they clearly recognize that and they think that, you know, to them at least, it's a set that should take a long time for you to unwrap. So uh, it's perfectly fine, obviously, from their perspective, that we have time to do so. Of course. Um, but he did, like, I mean, there's little things here and there. Like, he did mention, like, if I discuss the contingency plans with you, you, like, and they don't get enacted. Well, at least, that, at least I know then there, there are contingency plans. Right. For some of the stuff. Like, there is a. There, it is being discussed. It's not just like, okay, you go do that thing, and we're just going to create the cards. Like, stuff's being discussed. So I'm happy about that. Of course, to your point earlier, it's a a complete divergence from other experiences we've had in other games. Where, right? Maybe that wouldn't have been the case. Right. So, yeah. So I'm perfectly happy with that aspect of it uh, because at least there was. I guess there was agreement that it's frustrating to get a no answer, but like what there's no other answer to give. Right. So yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Was there anything else you wanted to call out before we dive into some of the other things that have happened in, well, the last few days as we've gotten more information from wizards? 
I mean, not really, because I felt like most of it was just informational to, like, kind of like stuff we already knew. Mm-hmm. So, so like, for me personally, it was kind of just like that. Cool. So then we'll... So. We'll switch gears from there, actually, to talk about the fact that we now have an official FAQ for Titan Masters Attack, and it actually illuminated or brought to light a number of different things that, yeah, it, it, I didn't, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, and it's, I guess it essentially boils down to, I didn't expect things to play out this way. But I'm fine with it. It just changes a whole lot of things, which is simultaneously good and bad because clearly, you know, we were operating under assumption A and then Wizard says, no, it actually works like this, which is really cool. But then, like, we got to throw out all that work. So there's a, a little little discrepancy there. But it is pretty cool. Obviously, I'm referring to the, we'll call it the dual faction I, I don't know if there's a term officially out there. I've seen people throw stuff out there. Like I know in our discord, people were saying autocon um, other yeah. things for sure to try and call. If for anybody out there confused, if you haven't looked at the FAQ, a body and a head, if they're different factions, they count as both factions, which has some pretty f- wide reaching implications. Wouldn't you say Scott? Yeah. I'm not sure we didn't know it. We just didn't even think it was possible. So we just defaulted to right. Like, the head has no value, I guess you could say, quote-unquote. So, Which, in hindsight, I don't know. I feel like some of the the, way, the wording around Fort Max and the way that it was, I don't know. I feel like maybe we should have known it was coming, but mm-hmm. hindsight being 2020, of course. Um, there were a number of things, that, and the obvious ones that jumped to mind, a lot of people have talked about the ex-blasters, whether it's noble scoundrels or soldiers, the mag rays, the... I mean, even silly things like turn the tide or, you know, how do certain armors interact or uh, I know there's like the list could go on and on of all of the various faction cards that care that suddenly may buoy specific body and head combinations. I mean, I can only I only see it as an enhancement. I I don't see it. I I know there are some quote negatives to it. Um. But from a deck building perspective, I only see it as a positive. Like if I don't have to, if my team is two Autobots and an Autobot with a Decepticon head, or like a Decepticon with an Autobot head, I guess is probably more appropriate. Decepticon body and Autobot head and two other Autobots, and I can just only play Nobles Blasters, fine by me. Yeah. Um, like, you know, if I, if my matrix can go on all three of my characters, like fine by me, you know, like if, if, uh, those are the big ones. I mean, that I can think of, I mean, there's a bunch of other ones, obviously, like you said, but yeah, I mean, it just makes things easier. Yeah. You can absolutely go out to Fortress Maximus or any of the other sites and just pull up the, the card list themselves on the Watsy pages and go through them because, it's worth going back and looking at all these cards. Now, the remainder of the FAQ didn't really contain a whole lot of things that jumped out at me. A lot of it was just, you know, the usual clarification of, well, all the usual things that kind of come up. It's really this particular ruling that seems to turn stuff on its head, pun somewhat yeah. intended. <laughs> um, yeah. And I agree with you that it it definitely feels like an enhancement going forward. It, I guess the... The drawbacks are specifically for, okay, now the 
Decepticon bodies, Autobot heads are vulnerable to, say, mag rays, where previously you could kind of dodge that aspect. Yeah. Uh, more things are going to be boltable by sky shadows, uh, yep. that sort of thing. So clearly it's not all upside. Nobody's going down that route, but it definitely does make it cleaner. I think at least it may, to some extent anyway, where I was going with this is it's, it may introduce some complexities at the actual table. There's already been a whole lot of questions of, okay, well, like the blasters, how exactly does that work? We're pretty firm in how we expect them to work. But officially, I guess that ha- that hasn't been clarified. I feel like it, it. If you look at the card and you read that, it seems obvious to me. But I've said it many times on the show before. My brain seemingly goes in a different direction than most people. So maybe that's just me. I think they're just going to rule that you are both factions at all times, which means mm. if it says attach only to whatever, you're still one of them. If it says can only attach to whatever, then you then you won't be able to. Yeah, because... or can't attach to this because you right. are that thing. Right. No good. Um, right. But yeah, I'm excited to actually try this out. I think it really does give life to some other potential strategies. Um, it, no, we're not, we're not going to talk about the Quake rulings yet, Chad. We, <laughs> we know that one. It's just complicated. <laughs> um. But yeah, they, I think it's really cool that this was put out there. I'm hoping that we can get back to a more regimented rules roundup schedule because it did obviously fall by the wayside for some time. Um, I actually had a challenge trying to go and find some of the old ones. I know it goes back on the main site, but I'm hoping that it all becomes more of a compendium, complete compendium, than kind of strewn as it is at the moment. Yeah, but I think you just—I think you think we—I think we still need to think about it from their perspective. I mean, outside of our events, is anything really going on where they need to push this out immediately? Like, yes and no, because in the on the casual end of things, obviously we'll we'll say virtually everything is going to be casual play. You know, either playing a webcam game if you happen to live with somebody who will play the game with you. These questions are going to come up, and you could, of course, house rule it kind of thing and say, okay, well, this is the way we're reading it, but it is, I know for me, at least it bothers me when I don't have a concrete answer. So it'd be Mm -hmm. nice just to have that clarification. I don't know how, again, it may just be me and everybody out there doesn't give a damn and they're just going to go with whatever they feel is appropriate. Um, I think people want, I think people want answers. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it matters as much unless you're playing in a online tournament setting. Well, it does. And this is also maybe, again, not to be the broken record, but maybe it's just me, but I think these rules documents also spur creativity. So, for example, I mean, the obvious thing is what we were just talking about, that, oh, well, now all these new combinations interact in a new way. Or if you didn't have this question and then you read it in the rules document and go, oh, well, that leads me to this idea. So in lieu of, you know, instead of having an official article about a particular deck, you can still get the outreach from the rules doc it's just kind of coming at it from a weird angle if that makes sense yeah sir um it's it's something that i hope but obviously extenuating circumstances <laughs> they ask for more questions so i assume that means they're ready they'll answer them so exactly i mean it, to drew's own point the, the set has a lot of depth it has a lot of complexity yeah <laughs> There are going to be questions. Like, it's yeah. just going to happen. There always are. And I think this set is going to 
be the genesis for a lot more. Yeah, I just think they can answer certain things easily with like, what's the timing of a head popping off and things like that. Like if they just answered one simple question, they could probably like like at, at times. Oh, yeah, it'll definitely shave yeah. off. You know, like yeah. cleave half of the the questions off the list just by answering that alone. Right. Um. So that was the the major rule update. Was there anything else that stood out to you, Scott, from this particular no. document? No, not at all, really. Yeah, that that one's kind of the big deal. So I don't have a an image for this one, but Scott, you wanted to talk about card researchers with the upcoming set. Um, yes. Pull my spreadsheet. Well, oh, <laughs> he's prepared. So. Uh, <laughs> Where, what are we talking about here, Scott? Like when, when we're saying card ratios, give me a uh, the ten thousand foot view for the discussion before we dive into the numbers. So essentially, like I, I guess it hadn't really clicked until I started opening um, the first box that I had. Um, thanks, Wizards, um, and then getting reports in from what other people were opening that that just the rarities of the set from both a from all three types of cards. So your battle cards, your character cards, and your small cards, your strategies, and your heads, um, characters, all operate differently. And that has an effect on essentially how many you're actually going to get, depending on um, how much product you actually purchase. And then from there, that's going to have a significant effect on the secondary market from a supply and demand perspective. So how, just, how drastic are we talking? Like, did, cause I think everybody who heard what you just said is going to understand. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But in practice, like, what are we looking at? Um, so obviously your character. So the first thing to note is every single rare and uncommon character is a Titan master. Okay. So, so all your super rares, and all your commons are not Titan Masters. So what that means is uh, there's it's dramatically more difficult to if you're opening a random pack to get a head out of the pack as opposed to a stratagem. Because heads have to come with bodies. Okay. So you're so like, like, Oh god, sorry. So it's like a tree, right? I'll use these two pens as an example because I don't have anything else on me. <laughs> so like, you don't have any cards laying around. <laughs> like you can hold up actual Titan Masters attack cards right now. I know those are in the other room. Oh. But, uh, um, I have business cards right in front of me. <laughs> okay, sure. So this side, <laughs> this side is a Titan Master. This side is not. Okay. So it's a it's a tree, right? So if you get a Titan Master Pack, you get a head. But the heads have rarities. So the red, the heads can be either uncommon or rare within the pack. So it's like a... It's like... A Russian nesting doll of rarity? Well, in statistics, it's like, it's like A times B instead of A plus B. Right. So it's the same thing on the non-Titan Master side, which again, this is your commons and your super rares you will get a stratagem. The stratagems have three levels of rarity, common, uncommon, and rare. And there's 30 of these. There are... Let's see what I have here. There are... There are 15 heads 
So let's 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 deal with Titan Masters first, because that's I think the thing that people are most interested in. Of course. So there's six rares and nine uncommons. Okay. So you have to understand that there's in, in what I've seen so far, and I don't know, I think this this might be close to the actual ratios. They might be off a little bit because it's only it's only a small sample set, but rares were one in every seven and a half packs. Uncommons were one in every four and a half packs. So when you add those together, it's uh, 35%. So that's like one in every 10 and a half packs, you will get an uncommon or a rare. Or no, that's, I'm sorry. If you add them together, it's more than that. I'm going to trust you on the numbers. I'm not doing the yeah. math on stream. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so um, it's more than that. It's about half. It's almost half. It should be It should be like in the 40 or 50% range. You will get a Titan Master in your pack, which means you will get a hit. So if you only have a 40% chance or 50% chance of getting that to begin with, then you open the pack and you're like, okay... Here's my head. If there's nine uncommons and six rares, mm -hmm. um, so here it is. So 33% of the time when you get a, a head, it's rare. And 66% of the time, it was an uncommon. So it, it's like a tree then. So like if this is the pack that's Titan Masters, it's one-third has a rare, two-thirds has an uncommon. So you have to first even get a pack that could even have one. Right. Then you spike, then you then you branch off again. And it's like it it just becomes like it basically means like if you buy in small quantities, you're gonna get you're not gonna there's no chance you're going to get what you're looking for. Right. If, from a specific head and and body combination. There's just no way. Yeah. Um so if we assume there's no differentiation between which uncommon and which rare you get because I, I don't I just don't think that there is I don't think that one of the characters is more on, like on the sheet more than the other one so like yeah we'll just assume that's not the case um so if you only have a 33% chance of getting any one specific head rare even out of when you get one to begin with you're just not going to open as many of them like I opened a box didn't get a full playset of, of, of head rares like I didn't get a Tezvor, I think I don't I don't know if I got a freeze out or not. I'm so sure I didn't get a I didn't get that. I didn't get a clobber and I didn't get a Tezvor. Okay, clobber's a, a little unfortunate, but yeah, yeah. So, but but in and this is this is what people need to understand. In even in Siege Two that had the weaponizers, you still usually got all four of them out of a box. I assume because I have like a million of them, so I, I assume you got. Either three or four pieces, if not more, out of a out case. Of a box. You mean even out of a box? I think you usually got all four out even out of a box, so you can make both parts of six gun or both parts of front usually even out of a box. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. For some reason, then, my brain went to cog, and I'm like, wait, what? That yeah, yeah, makes sense. Super rare. Yeah. Um, you would clearly get all the micromasters also out of out of the boxes, right? And usually all the um. Uh, Battle Masters as well. 
So out of a box, you pretty much always got all the pieces of the small characters. That is not going to happen here. There's no chance it's going to happen. Makes um, logical sense. And then I assume it's technically possible to get more than one in the same box as well. Of course. Like of the same, of the same rare or something like that, assuming they're completely randomized. Um, so that all depends as well on what happens there. So, so where does that, cause you'd mentioned the secondary market. Do you anticipate that? Cause on one hand I would say, okay, you're telling me that you can't buy in small quantities or you're just not going to get these things. So everybody goes out and buys cases, plural. Well, they won't, obviously though. everybody. They don't. They don't but, though. Right. So in that case, it's going to swing the pendulum to the other end. And you're suggesting that people should anticipate higher secondary market prices as a result of this on a given. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because what you have to understand is that, so again, we're just looking at the heads. The strategies are worse, by the way, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, you have to remember there's only 15 hits total. Okay, there's 30 strategies. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Um, from the from the head's perspective, again, it's that branching tree. You have to get a pack that even has one, and then you have to get the one that you want. It's, it, it's just going to be that if you have to... They're, they're, them, those characters, and, and that's, to me, is like not even... It's not even like the reason that you buy the pack. Does that make sense? It's like the extra added... Mm. Like, like secret gift that there is in the pack. Like I never really look at those things as being anything of value, and now they have tremendous value because of how rare they are. So the prices have to go up. There's just no doubt about it. it and you don't see any effect where, and I think we had this with Wave 3, I want to say. Maybe I'm thinking of Wave 2 where it, it was, yeah, the value was packed in often the super rares, so... It, it skewed the lower rarities where it, because people were buying more or less as a result of that, that it, the, it inflated the higher rarity value, but depressed the lower rarity values. That's always the case with that every set, but it's not going to be the case here. It's not going to be anything abnormal as a result of all this here. No, the, what's going to be abnormal is the small cards are going to be worth way more than they were in the past because you're simply just... This, the demand is going to outweigh the supply because there's lots of players who don't who don't buy boxes. Of course, there's lots of players who don't, who don't buy boxes in quantities. Mm -hmm. So, like if I buy a box and I'm going to buy whatever I didn't get, you're going to be buying a lot more cards than you were in the past. From just the small card perspective, which is the important part to keep in mind, because everything else is pretty much the same. You get you pretty much get one super rare per box. I've seen where it's worse. I've seen where it's better. Um, but you pretty much get one super rare per box. So, but there's seven of them. So technically, like you need the same number of boxes to, like, actually get a playset of super rares, because you could get the same ones like twice in a case. It doesn't usually happen very often. Yeah, but yeah. like, in order to get all of them, you're going to need more than one case. So, like, if you're literally just like raw dog opening a bunch of packs, but like. Most people never do that. They would like, I'll take my th two to three super rares, get out of my case, and buy the rest. That's not going. To, that's the same ratio of going from four to seven is going to occur there. Right. So if you get four in your case, 
and you need three more, it's just like needing getting two in a case and needing two more. It's it's no different than when there were four. Right. Um so and also the chances of you getting the specific one of the super rares that you want, we've talked about this before, are essentially the same. So we've talked about that before, mm. and that's not changing. Right. It's really the smaller cards. So that's how it works for heads. Stratagems are worse. So how are they worse, Scott? <laughs> so stratagems well, they're they're worse, but in many ways. yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. Um, so you have to get a common or a super rare in your in your pack, which which means you're like, oh, well, it just has to come with a common. There should be more of them. Yes. However, they have three levels of rarity too, and there's thirty of them. So you have a common, uncommon, and rare stratagems, and. Again, it's the branching tree. Yes, there are... I mean, technically, there aren't more packs that are common and super rare compared to uncommon and rare. That's what you need to understand, is like, if you're opening a box, mm-hmm. at least in, in my box and other boxes I've seen, it was pretty much split down the middle. I will just say it is, it's somewhere between 40 and 50%. Are 40 or 50% are uncommon or rare characters, which means you will get ahead, and then the, then the same ratio is commons and super rares and you will get a stratagem so like you're basically getting almost the same amount of total strategies as you are total heads but there's 15 heads and 30 strategies and the rarities on strategies are common uncommon and rare the rarity on heads is only uncommon and rare i guess because only the characters are uncommon and rare it doesn't really matter like yeah. they're essentially like an uncommon is basically a common but because you have to start like in that tree anyway, you have to start with getting an uncommon. Right. But this, but from the strategy perspective, because there's ten of each rarity, it's way worse. I mean, you you will not get a playset of rare stratagems in a case. I will tell you that right now. So essentially, and I'm not I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know what the demand is going to be because simply the cards aren't as good. But literally any one individual rare stratagem is almost equal is is about half as rare as a super rare. Okay. So like Windblade Stratagem is half as rare, like is is in between is is like almost just as rare as uh Windsweep. Like you will get the same number of them in a case as you would that. I'm shaking my head not because I'm disagreeing. I'm shaking my head just because the. I want to say it's comical, <laughs> but it, the thought that Kamian toughness is going to be up there in value simply. I mean, I get it due to supply and demand and the rarity and all that fun stuff. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's something that like. I saw people open multiple cases and literally haven't gotten a, a certain rare strategy in any of, in, in in the cases. Like in in I, I bought you know like I bought three cases and didn't get insert strategy here. Like you know like that's wow. I mean that's 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 rare to happen because mm. like I said the ratio is basically about half of whatever super rare is. But like when you like unless you open in bulk. You're not gonna get like like you. This is not a set you can buy and expect to like walk away with enough out of 
a little bit of stuff if you really want to be a completionist and have every card available to you. It's just not going <laughs> to... Chat saying, well, I guess we got our super rare battle cards after all, and I mean, sort of. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. It's not quite, I mean, obviously not quite at that rarity based on what you're saying, Scott. You were literally saying that it's it's half as rare, but it's closer than we were before, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the values on these are going to be much higher than I assumed they were going to be. Mm -hmm. um, because I can tell you, even like, like, I didn't even get a lot of the uncommon stratagems in one box. Now, will I get them in a case? Of course. But not everyone buys cases. So, like, and buys cases for personal use. So, like, you may not get, like, all, like a full set. Like, the faction ones, like, if they are, even though they're uncommon, you're not getting, there aren't going to be a lot of extra ones floating around, except for people that buy to resale. Right. So. Interesting. I, I, I don't have an opinion if this is good or bad. I just, I just, I, I just, it wasn't something that I took into consideration because if you open a pack, you literally, it's, it's not, it's not like a one in whatever chance. It's like literally like binary. You either get ahead or you get a strategy. And then from there, there's rarities involved. So like, it's, it's just a decision tree to right. use, to, to use a, statistical modeling term like i guess i could build a decision tree and figure out exactly like what the, what I mean, the uh... to your earlier point about whether it's good or bad it's one of those that i mean we're obviously going to find out very soon uh, it, i'm sure <clears throat> excuse me the internet will be chock full of opinions to to let us know whether it's good or bad but it is definitely it, obviously wizards has played around with distribution models before they've been experimenting with these sort of things and i think as much as any other part of the set it's worth evaluating and responsibly critiquing we'll say it's probably similar it's probably something i i don't i haven't known this in a very long time it's probably similar to how foils work in magic like yeah you have a chance of getting them in a pack and then there's like obviously rarities among them so this is very similar to that like I think I think the thing is like what most people what players just they, the word of caution I just want to give players is you open a pack you're used to getting x number of commons x number of uncommons and x number of rares right like that's just not going to be the case when it comes to like these cards are going to like you should look at these cards as like bonuses in a way because they have their own rarity it's like a it's like a subset in a uh, well, mm. in in a like a sports card market like yeah. They are going to have a different rarity put on them because it's not because, like I said, that first point is binary, right? That so. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I don't know. My initial reaction would be negative to that, and your to your other point about it didn't really click until you started explaining it. And it's like, well, obviously, yeah, I should have thought of that way back when. Um, but I'm not sure. Chat saying that the, the faction ones are rare. Now the, if you're, Chad, if you're referring to the spotlights, they're uncommon. I don't, there's nothing else that would constitute faction ones, right? So all the characters that have a stratagem within the set are common. All the, all the stratagems that refer to like, King Star Scream. No, they're all all the ones from old sets are rare. Yeah, that's right. All that's the right ones with it. All the ones that refer to like 
Autobots, Decepticons, uh, Titan Masters with swap heads. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like they're all uncommon. Actually, I, I stand corrected. I I think the super rare stratagems for the super rare characters. I think the stratagems are uncommon for the common characters and Sky Shadow. I think they're and I think they're all common. I don't know if Clobbers is common or uncommon. Camion toughness, because that was the one we were joking about earlier. Is, is rare. rare. Yes. Yeah, all the ones are for an old yeah. characters. Are rare. I'm just confirming what you were saying, yeah. So what you need to understand is, so, and, and the big thing is, remember, you don't need more than one of these in your play collection, technically. So, like, a super rare character has its value because of, again, people don't buy enough product to, like, where they're just going to open everything. So if I just want to go buy that specific character, mm-hmm. It's just that Dior just doesn't own as many of them. Right. These strategies are going to be the exact same way, just almost that, almost that bad. They're about half as rare. Well, but I, they're way, way rarer than a rare, I can tell you that. But as you were saying earlier, that the heads are where it's going to... I mean, those, again, technically it's character. I don't know. I, I feel like these are ones that people would want multiples of because they're doing, you know, like this is deck A and this is deck B. I don't know if that's how it's going to shake out as people actually do things or not. With what? With the heads. Like, uh, it's very easy to just say, oh yeah, well, I'll just swap the characters between decks, but I know, just from playing games for years, uh, yeah. people like to have it, oh, this is this deck, so I have a copy of this guy to go with it, and I have a copy for this deck. I don't know how that'll shape out, but it could very well just be what you're saying. You get one for your collection, and now you may just, it may be a higher price bar to be able to get at that guy the only thing positive that could possibly happen from this and i don't think this is going to happen but if demand is so great for the stratagems and heads specifically mm-hmm. and it forces dealers myself included to purchase more product to keep up with the demand for the what we'll call these subset cards mm-hmm. it will have to drive down the price of the battle cards and the other characters probably the rare characters that makes sense that's that's the only thing that could possibly happen like as a the way i see it but i don't think that's going to happen because i just don't think there's going to be enough demand to like to justify that because you're just you're just i just don't think that's going to happen yeah i think it would have to be pretty extraordinary given what we were just talking about that how many gracks do you actually need it's more about like how many orbital strikes do you actually need? The answer may be the same. <laughs> well, <laughs> I take that back. It's probably zero and one, but <laughs> that maybe that's but, but, but you have to, like trust me that that it doesn't matter. Like, well, like yes, yeah, how yeah. many you need doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I I've certainly sold more than one of the same super rare to the same person, so like clearly that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, but I can just tell you that like. It will be hard to meet demand from what I like. If I open a case of Siege 2, I would have like 25 Tailwinds. I'm not going to have 25 Graxes. I'm not even going to have 25 of like Vorath or Kremp, like the common ones. Like, yeah. And because we've been playing with the set through proxies, I didn't even know what half these rarities even were. Like, did you know? Yeah, I did not pay attention. I mean, we did comment it on, like, during spoiler season, but it was mostly on the battle card side, not on the character side, let alone the heads. Joe you know, Briscoe was a rare. Joe you know, Freeze Out was a rare. 
I did like, not I mean, know Briscoe. Honestly, I if you would ask me before you said that, I would have said Briscoe well, was an uncommon. With you know, Grax is the rare, Briscoe is the uncommon, and Krebs the common. But, there's only two. Right? There's only well, two. yes, yeah, 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 I, yeah. but yeah. I would have expected that differentiation or something. I didn't real or Briscoe then would have like him and Kreb would have been uncommons, and Grax being the rare, but obviously not the case. But like Briscoe and Freeze out. I don't know who's. I don't know who technically whose heads those are. Do you know offhand? Uh, Frisco, I think, goes with Fangry. Uh, freeze out. Okay. I can't picture what the head looks like. Tops with topspin. And it makes oh yeah, no yeah, sense yeah. Topspin with his ability. So like, freeze out's a rare, but topspin isn't a rare, is he? I don't think so. No, he's not. I don't think so. I think they're both uncommons. I'm checking it right now. Uncommon. Yeah. So like, clobbers by himself. Ominous is by himself, so those are rares, and that makes sense. Everybody else pretty much goes with their actual... But, like, no, Parsec goes with Nautica. She's rare. Hmm. So, like, yeah, I don't I don't know what happened here at times. I think that it might just be a mistake. Um, but some of the heads don't have, like, bodies in them. Some of those are rare. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. that is interesting how that broke down. Hmm. The bottom line is uh, Grax and Ominous... And Clobber, they're not going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll... Um, <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. We're, it'll be a very interesting topic maybe in a couple weeks to see. Obviously, there's going to be a spike tomorrow kind of thing uh, through the weekend and into next week, I'd expect. Tail off, and we'll see where it plateaus at for a lot of these things. I don't... I, I just think... I think the people that are buying, like, on oh, buying one or two boxes... They're going to be like, wow, I, I don't have a Grax. Wow, I don't have an Omnis. And it's going to be like, hmm. hmm, like, I have to go buy this. Oh, all the dealers don't have enough of these either, so the price went up. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems like, oh, well, they, they sell more packs then. But at the same time, if if people are coming in with a given expectation of, oh, if I buy this quantity, I basically get everything I want, and then it's a little bit of filling in the blanks. Right, that's not going, right, exactly. And with that, it, and that's a, a a feels-bad moment. No, that's just a... No, well, I think, you I can't tell me that, like, if I bought two boxes and I expect to get, say, 80% of the set, I'm just making up numbers, and then now I get 60 or 50... <laughs> I mean, you would never get a full place set of everything that way. Right, anyway. but there's a difference between going and expecting, okay, I, I need to spend a couple hundred extra bucks on top to get the specific things I didn't open unless I got lucky and, you know, it's the bad super rare. That's the one I whiffed on. And now it's, okay, well, to get some of these ones, it's, I would imagine it's just going to be significantly pricier. So I, yes. I, I think that's a... Like, okay, I expected a pain level of two and I got a six. That That's kind of a shock. I just think if you're used to what the ratios have been for the past two sets that had these types of cards in them, mm. it's not going to work out that way. That's the main thing. It's like, right. I, I don't think I ever bought a box and it's like, man, I didn't get a lionizer. Let me go buy a lionizer online. Yet, I sell a ton of lionizers online. So there's plenty of people that do it. Is my whole point. Like, mm. I feel like I feel like the problem you're 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 stating does exist. It just I I don't see evidence of it because mm. I sell a lot of random crap wow. that people should people should own. So like you know, I want like a lot of those you know tailwinds and 
you get four of them in a box, like, you know, like, so, but, like, if you want a Kreb, it's not going to be the same price as a Taylor, is my point. Like, even right. the ones you need in quantity, like, because I have three Titan Master decks, they all have Kreb in them, they're not going to be a quarter, I can tell you that much. Yes. <laughs> There'll be a <laughs> so, little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can close up that one unless you had any other thoughts and we'll move into some of the sealed deck talk. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Okay. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, watching chat. They're talking about, uh, potential for God packs and things like that, or that we need them for this sort of thing or to help alleviate it. That won't help. Well, I mean... If there were more of them in circulation, it would, but I don't think they... I don't know how Magic did it as far as was the... Like, was there actually a significant number of those sort of boxes where it had any impact, or was it just, okay, that guy hit the lottery? It was that guy hit the lottery. Okay. I knew they existed, but I never really followed what what was happening when that was going on. If one was to happen here, you would basically have a situation where the wrong insert was put in with the with like you know a stratagem was put in with that body, mm-hmm. and like if that was the case, then the god pack you would get would have it's, it's sad to say like more strat more rare stratagems, <laughs> but there's no but because there's no folding cards or anything like that like it would the only other thing that could possibly happen would be like yeah like like oh, we were supposed to put commons in these packs and they're all rares. Right. Or they're all super rares. But that would just be such a mistake on such a catastrophic, like, the wrong sheet was grabbed. Yeah. The only actual mistake I can see happening, like I said, is with the inserts. Right. So, uh, well, from there, let's dive into the the sealed focus of uh, this particular show. So I have a number of characters up here rotating that are of varying rarities, to segue from our previous discussion. (laughs) Um, I added... Only one card in this section just to get your thoughts on it. But it includes the the bodies, it includes the heads, it includes the regular characters just so that we get it in one congealed discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about Sealed either in general or this particular set, whichever you'd like to start off with, Scott. But what are your thoughts going into playing Sealed since we actually have an online Sealed event coming up? So let's talk about it in relation to what the format that most people have played in the past, which is Siege 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's probably the one that most people are familiar with that are listening to the podcast. They either play it in a Invitational or have played it leading up to there or whatever. Um, because we're only dealing with one set. My initial reaction was, like it is with all sealed, is like care about the commons. Of course. Especially on the, especially on the battle card side. But because we have six packs of the same exact set, I've actually gotten, like, you can go check out the unboxing video. Like, there were <laughs> pools that had two of the same rare. Interesting. So you can definitely have more than one of the same uncommon. And normally, like, uncommons in a sealed format are a higher power level. And rares are sometimes higher power level. Sometimes it's just more wonky. Yeah. Um, that would, There is a comment I want to make about the, the rarity and the, the wonkiness. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. So... So that being said, like, I like to talk about commons because you're going to see them more often, but in reality, your specific six-pack pool could technically have, like, two or three of the same uncommon and only one of a common, but, like, I still tend to focus on the commons. As you'd expect, they are the most, you know, proliferous. (laughs) Right. So, 
Yeah, I don't, we can start wherever. Like, so the first thing is compared to Siege 1 and 2, you're just going to see the cards more often. So like your your deck is going to be more cohesive because um, it's all six of the same set. The other thing to keep in mind is in Siege 1 and 2, it was like build your 25-card deck and like it was basically like what like all these cards are trash. I'm definitely not playing these and I usually have to put a couple of these back in just to hit 25. <laughs> yeah, because you have to have that many. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That to actually, me, the, the, uh, the cards are just much better. Uh, yeah, that actually, I noticed it as I was going over card lists because offline you had provided a list of cards and I started going through them and I'm like, yeah, those all make sense. Let me see what he missed, you know, or if I felt that there were any misses or anything like that. And as I went through the rest of the card list, I'm like, yeah, a lot of these that are up on the screen battle cards wise now make sense, but I'm not embarrassed to play some of the other cards, which is definitely the case in the previous sealed format where it's like, right. good Lord, this is awful. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a million. And it was just, I need to hit X number of pips or just mm -hmm. 25 cards. I guess the only one, this is one I actually wanted to ask you about, because all of the other ones seemed obvious. Why are you so high on Grav Inhibitor? Because Pierce is really good. I mean, <laughs> yes, but you don't feel that the Black Pips or anything like that is sufficient? You think you need uh, Piercing Blaster? So we've seen in Constructed that when you start with Pierce and then you inborn and then you start flipping... Mm -hmm. The numbers get sometimes like more pierce than attack. And yeah. obviously you want to be equal. Of course. As best as possible. Um, or obviously have more attack. Uh, but you don't want to be in the opposite way, but it doesn't really hurt you. So here, if I can start at three and then move my way up for, through a weapon, mm -hmm. um, because like when you're flipping, you're probably going to get one or two more blacks. It just becomes like extra free damage. Right. Like, I, would, I think I played Piercing Blaster in Wave 1 Sealed. I just think it's a terrible Constructed card. I mean, I but I think I would play I, it in Wave 1 Sealed. I can't even remember. Actually, I can remember Wave 1 Sealed because I remember opening tanks and then Ken knocked my teeth in uh, at the very first Sealed event. I, for, mm -hmm. I, I forget who he had. It was like Nemesis or, or something like that. And he just, it was just awful. Like, he demolished me. It was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah, I think that's a valid point about Grav Inhibitor uh, and the innate pierce for this this particular set. And as we saw with Siege 1 and Siege 2, I don't know if people underestimated the Black Pips going into Sealed overall. Because, you know, we had talked a lot about it. And I don't know if people will make the same mistake here as compared to like, oh, everybody's in the constructive mindset now that people have had a taste of sealed. Like, I guess it's going to be more obvious, these sort of things. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I just think the black cards in this set are more playable. Mm. So if you're just going to play a card in Siege 1 and 2, you played it because it was a black card, because therefore you had guaranteed damage every single right. attack. And here they have relevant, com or not right. just combat, here they have relevant text. Yeah. Right, so here you're just going to play them because they look better than your other options anyway. So mm -hmm. even if you like didn't know what you were doing and understood card like evaluation from reading the card and didn't care about the pips, you'd still wind up playing those cards. So by definition, you're just it's going to be a faster format uh, because of that. Yeah, there's more blacks. 
there and there aren't as many ways to negate that sort of thing. Yeah, the blues remain. I think the blues are still the worst cards by mm-hmm. far. As in, um, like the actual text of the cards, you mean at the lower rarities? And you wouldn't want to play. Well, for all the reasons we were just elaborating right. on. One thing I didn't, I failed to mention earlier when we were talking about grab inhibitor is also there's more and more playable orange black cards too. So the combination of getting the orange plus you want a larger pierce total to try and get those to match compared to before, I think. I just think all those cards are also just better. Well, yeah, they're, Magray is a good card. Well, that, it's not common though. Well, but to your earlier point, since you're opening six packs of this set, it's not like we're doing three Siege 1 and three Siege right. 2, so it obviously right. diminishes the chances here. You're just going to have the that availability. Um, now, there were yeah. a number of cards on here that I think is worth or are worth discussing, such as Emergency Barricade, Decoy Flares. Well, they're rotating through now, so I'm just, I guess, going <laughs> to name them all in order. Enhanced Power Cell. Are these all fitting in that the blues are bad for the most part, or if not bad, lower on the power spectrum than these other cards? So this is my way to get it defense. Like this is how I turn the tide in any given combat. So the other thing, the other thing that it needs to mention is remember all the doubles are in the set, including yes. the new one. Um. So if you don't. Like, including a double black. So, like, there's just a chance that, like, Flipping Blues doesn't do anything. That's part of the point. Right. Um, and, like, it could do, it can even, and when I say that, it can even do, like, if you attack for four Pierce two, and, like, you defend for two, it's the same exact thing as you defend for six. So, like, it, it not only, may not do anything because you may take too much pierce. You may not do anything because you take not enough pierce. Like, like the sweet spot of blue working is like the opposite as it is as where black works and constructed, if that makes sense. Like, it's very easily yeah. in, 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 in a sealed format. I'm the grid in my head. That's why I'm... Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's an example right there. Like, I attack for four pierce two. You have two. You have two defense to start with. Now you start flipping. So, like... What do you want to flip here? Does it matter? Does it? What does it matter what you flip at all in this situation? It doesn't matter at all, right? Like you're taking two, exactly. So like, so at what point does that become like blues become relevant? When it becomes, I attack for six pierce two, and I will take either four or two. Like that's where it starts to matter. Like what is that sweet spot of like I need to block too much of the damage, but I'm still taking a certain minimum. And, like, to me, because this isn't constructed, that's always going to happen anyway. You're always, you're probably always going to be taking damage no matter what. And if you pollute your deck with, because you, you can't really build, I don't think you can build to, like, all one color or another. And I'm including black as, like, no color in this situation, but, like, mm-hmm. like, like all orange or, or blue, which I, I wouldn't do. I don't think you can, I don't think you can slant yourself that way regardless. So, like... Therefore, whatever moniker of the other color that you're flipping is probably not... It might as well just be blank 90% of the time. When you're going against the opposite um, color, if that makes sense. Yeah, I follow what you mean there. I hope everybody at home does. Because uh, I don't know if I could rephrase it <laughs> yeah. differently. So, um, 
Yeah, I I think you said it best a few moments ago in that I would anticipate it outside of the most aggressive constructive formats, I tend to find sealed in a number of games just more much quicker unless it's an intentionally slow limited set just because somebody could stumble and then the other person even if they just play normally not even put their foot on the gas the game's end compared to here where to your point the game is always advancing so Mm -hmm. it, it just can't be as long as constructed games well i guess some recent constructed games would be pretty quick too, but I would expect that it's going to be pretty quick on top of the fact that we have an insane amount of direct damage. So characters should not have a very long lifespan, I would expect. Yeah, between Pierce and and, and direct damage, it's going to be tough. Right. Which, on the flip side of the coin, given the Titan Master mechanic, I guess... It, it gives you artificial hit points. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're mm-hmm. the one guy. If you look at it, kind of weird. Only the, only yeah, the have, hit point, hit point or defensive. Only the defensive heads. I know what you're saying, but yes. Well, what I was going to say is, you to some extent, you also have like pseudo infinite hit points. That's where I was going with like if you squint and look at it, kind of funny, because you can only take a cap on the body, and then the head just pops off and is clean. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I know what you're saying. That being said, it's it, where do you feel this is going to drive? Is all the power going to be, or is the power level of the battle cards on your average pool going to be such that it's going to solely, or all of the decisions are, it's one mistake and it's all over kind of thing? I mean, you can overextend and make a mistake. If we're going to talk about from a playability perspective, you can mm-hmm. like... In any sealed format, this was certainly true of the last one too. Like if you play two cards a turn just just to play two cards a turn, you're probably just gonna lose. You don't think that, despite what we were talking about earlier with the the higher power level, that you're still not very likely to just go, "Oops, I top deck out of this situation." Because you're not that- likely you're not likely to like swing and have bold four and like like inborn <laughs> in your characters and, and like have four you know, improvise shields. <laughs> Right, and attack right, right, and then have eight double R's in your deck and attack you for twelve on turn one. Like that's not going to happen. Right. So if you quote waste cards, you're eventually gonna hit a point where like you're just not doing enough damage on every single on any attack, period. Mm-hmm. Even with Pierce and all the other stuff. Like yeah, the you need other... to save your cards for the right situation. It, yeah, we had said it going into EI, but appropriate target selection is going to play a significant difference. Um so yeah. that you can play those the now more powerful battle cards into the appropriate character as opposed to just mm-hmm. burning them on random goon. Right. So for a lot of that, we were harping on the various battle cards. If we focus on the common characters, the uncommon characters or specific Titan Masters or the heads, I guess technically they're only Titan Masters as the heads, their bodies as the other one, but whatever... What stands out to you on that front? Is there anything notable there other than just, again, the power level on the characters at the common rarity? The one thing to keep in mind is that you have no flexibility in what you do with the body and head. If you open open two bodies, you're going to get two heads, as we talked about at length before. Um, So, like, 
you if you get an like an expensive head to go with like a relatively because most of the bodies are like in the eight nine range like that's going to be like a 12 to 13 star character and there's nothing you can do about it you can't go outside the game and go grab a parsec or a crab or something like that to make them cost like significantly less mm-hmm. so if you want to play those characters and spoiler alert, you want to play a lot of these characters yeah um, my <laughs> hint hint the, t- the name yeah. of the set might uh you yeah. know <laughs> like if you were horrible as an uncommon you're you're probably not going to get a hit point hit so like how does that work like now all of a sudden like have you ever seen a horrible not have a hit point head on it like it be effective like so like, i mean i think that's... it could still be effective but yeah you shouldn't expect what you're getting out of current sky shadow horrible builds and constructed for sure right so you know if you if you open an ominous it's not going to be on sky shadow it's going to be on random dude and then as we were that's... saying uh innate pierce might be pretty good anyway but yeah right, i'm just saying like it, it's, I, I, get you, I get you. things you're not used to right um like you're gonna have to play like tesla period which you're probably not used to or like i'm looking at the plus attack right now the plus the two attack guy or the, yeah, exactly exactly arcane exactly. is the promo exactly. right the plus two defense guy yeah there's the plus one defense guy that was oh that yeah guy. that guy's in there yeah so like you have no you have to open more than one titan master to even have a selection process mm. and then from there it can get difficult to build so i think most of the common characters are in the medium size range like brawn i think is the only five cost common character um most yes. of the other ones are like seven eight nine mm. um what's it um bludgeon's 11 right uh, like wingspan is eight, yep. um, crankcase is seven, uh, beachcomber and outback are six. So a lot of them should help fill out your deck, right? But that may not be the case. The other, oh, the other thing that's different is from siege because of the micromasters, you could easily get a four four wide deck. And it was usually the right way to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult to get a four wide deck here because you basically have to have like two sixes. Like you're like talking a, a traditional four wide, not like two guys. Yes, in Titan yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it's going to start out as like a three wide. Most of your deck's going to start out in three wide. I would not play two wide if I could too tall if I could avoid it. Um, and you should be able to avoid it. Like, I opened one pool that had, like, an insane number of large characters, and I was still able to avoid it, so... Right. If you really wanted to. So, I would expect most decks will be three wide to start. Makes sense. Uh, from the character perspective, so yep. there's... As I was prepping for the show offline, I mean, I played a lot more draft in other games than sealed. I just always preferred it. That was often yeah. what local stores were doing. Blah, blah, blah. The common, there were a whole bunch of acronyms and rules of thumb for draft as to try and select things. Now, given the rules of those games, namely, you know, they had mana bases and that sort of thing, uh, it influenced what would qualify as a bomb, what would, what kind of removal you would want to target, you know, what, what fits in the other categories for these sort of things. Are there any rules of thumb for people to, coming into this 
is it any different with this set than it is for what we talked about way back when for Siege? I mean, you have no effect on it, though. Like, I can't... Just because this card's better than that card doesn't mean I have any effect over hmm. whether I'm taking it or not. Like, well, I'm talking from a, a valuing standpoint. I mean, obviously, yes. Within the pool, you're stuck with what you have in the pool. But at some point, do you... Is there any decision-making process, or is it just, okay, I've identified these as these are the best in this pool, the battle cards, to say? Or do you or is there a, a similar thing for the characters? Is there anything jumping out to you along those lines? Um, prioritizes, again, hit points over defense and attack. Mm -hmm. um, most of the characters have, like, like even a... Like, most of the, like, I know I think both six-star bodies have, like, are, like, four 11 ones or something like that. In the most yeah, around there. Attacking. Yeah. Um, like, four or five as a starting attack is going to be pretty typical. Double-digit hit points is where you need to be at. Um, and defense is, like, kind of irrelevant. Like, to me, like, that's why, like, to me, like, Bludgeon's the best common character because I don't, like, care that his downside of having one defense doesn't mean anything. Because if we're talking in aggressive format, pushing your guys to effectively have plus one when you play a lot of cards you're gonna be playing anyway, too. Yeah, it's not that it's an it's not that it's an aggressive format, it's that it's like it, it's it's not a defending format, if that makes any sense. Like I don't think the defense I hear what you're saying. I don't know what I was as you were saying that, I'm like, I know where he's going, I don't know what term to use in place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um so let me ask you this one then, shifting a little bit. We talked about characters. We talked about battle cards. We just had a very long math-intensive in section talking about stratagems. There are common stratagems. Do you think yes. that those make any impact no. whatsoever? Zero. Less than zero. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them, like I happen to be looking at crankcases, like, that certainly is not going to matter. None of them matter. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I don't find, think me one, find one that matters. I, I, like, may, like maybe Outbacks would help you smooth out your draw. Maybe like would you play the Megatron and Optimus ones? No. I mean, the odds are you wouldn't be able to simply because then it would be like right. you're playing too tall, but one of your guys is like a five star just because that's what <laughs> right. your pool had. Uh, <laughs> I'm not right. sure. Uh, I'm trying to skim the list for common ones because apparently the like, would I play here didn't work. Would I play them? Yes. Will they come in the same pack as those guys? Again, like, see our earlier discussion. It's not yeah. going to happen. Like, I mean, I think I got a... Somehow I got a super rare with this strategy in the same... Literally in the same pack. But that was mm -hmm. not... That's not always going to happen. Um, well, that's why I was focusing on the common ones. Because, like, there's virtually zero chance on the other ones. I guess maybe on the common ones, since it's six packs of the same set, there's... I'll call something a reasonable chance. Or you I, get a like, I get a wingspan with his strategy at one point. I guess that could potentially be playable. No, it's terrible. Because uh, wingspan's terrible. Um, you don't like wingspan. Because there are no. a lot of upgrades that happen to fall off, and there is a large quantity of upgrade removal in general. I mean, obviously your opponent would see it on the board, so it factors into their calculations. But yeah, but we we talked about defense being bad, so he falls right into that. that right. Um, I'm trying to find any other common ones that might be relevant, real quick. But stratagems that no, some of them refer to star costs, which don't even exist. 
What do you mean? There's no star covers. Like if you get Beachcombers one, you can't even play it. You're not going to. Oh get yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see what you're saying. No, I was like uh, Outbacks one. I think you mentioned. That's before. Was, I mean, that just makes him into give him the wheeljack ability. Like it's really not that great. Yeah, I guess if you your pool is odd and you just kind of get stuck with it. Chat saying the uh, the gear strat potentially. There's um, no coming to play. There's no coming to playbacks. Are there literally none? I didn't check that. There's triangulator, if you like, as a collectum. Oh, is, I was like, wait a minute, that gives focus when you talk. Oh yeah, there's that collection piece. I forgot. Um, the other ones are either uncommon and rare, and like I said, I don't think those are worth consideration just because of the look. If you if you get lucky and like swap heads or something, I don't know. Like I don't think that's a scenario worth testing for or preparing for just because the un- it's an unlike so unlikely i don't think any of them matter at all personally i just don't think any of them matter yeah i mean to your point earlier a lot of them you know it's the same thing with beachcomber as with night racer for example and yes she's a super rare and all but what the hell are you going to do with the stratagem in see right right i i think i'm trying to like i think like like I guess you could play bludgeons if you don't have a lot of dual pip cards in your deck, but that's not gonna. That's not very. That seems often. really unlikely. Yeah, like you so, just accidentally, you're gonna end up with the quantity of sealed or of sealed, the quantity of dual pips in sealed. That sentence mm-hmm. didn't work out the way I planned it. <laughs> that it's probably just gonna be detrimental. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna matter. I mean, I guess bronze is fine. We just get defense if you're defending against bigger guys or something like that. Isn't that what it does? Well, that's what his other side does. Like his, uh, uh, don't you get bold or something somehow? I don't know. It, to your point, a lot of them didn't matter, so I didn't really consider it. It was an <laughs> offhand question about the stratagem, so yeah. then we turned it into a giant thing. Um, I mean, you get planned from world, but that's an uncommon. You get when Braun defends, he gets uh, defense until end of turn equal to the attacker's bold. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, like the Megatron one or something. I, I don't those know. are playable. You're just not gonna be able to afford them. Yeah, it it's gonna be a very rare circumstance that it'll actually work because you're not going to get multiple five drops. Is part of the problem, right? So if they get up to, if they get up to fifteen, you're not gonna be able to make a three wide deck without it. That's the problem. Yeah, you're so asking like, for a, a lot of a lot of stars to align. For that to work, you're asking to get a low star, a one star hit, which there are three of them, and they are the, they are uncommon. But then you're also asking for to get the stratagem to begin with, and to get the character to begin with. Like it's just not, it's just going to be hard. Yeah. See our earlier discussion about the unlikelihood of getting yeah. any particular given thing. Because remember, they're not going to come in the same pack because one a head has to come with the body, so like it has to be in one of your other packs. So right, it's just going to be tough. So, other thoughts on sealed for this particular set? Any other advice for our uh, burgeoning sealed players? Like, I think the blast shield thing is a lot better than people give it credit for. Uh, emergency barricade, the plus yeah. three defense thing. I mean, I literally can just blank an entire turn from your opponent, and it just sits there. It's like it's kind of like um, the tank armor, like composite armor, it just sits there until you need it. Mm. So, like. To the same effect, not, I guess uh, you have the same opinion about decoy flares because that's the 
the sack it to get plus two. I mean, that one's pretty bad, but I mean, but it starts at plus one, so it's not terrible. Right. But I mean, plus three is like, to me, an on an on color. I mean, I guess I would play decoy flares probably anyway, because it's like, because it's black, but like, it's not as good as emergency defense field or whatever. I think that card's better. But, um, that aside, like, I'm trying to, I mean, Kimi Crash's common, it's obviously the best common in the set. Um, Scouting Mission is the only, like, good blue common. Mission Briefing is actually decent. There's a decent amount of card draw on the set. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a, so greens are the second, like, are really the most important color, because you need to have them, and, like, the Sharpened Talons is a common. Yeah. So, like, you should expect to see that play that often. Um, I'm trying to think of the other greens that are, like... Mission Briefing is the other green that's, like, decent. I'm trying to think what the other, like auto-play greens, because you just have to be able to, you have to have turns where you're, like, doing something. Right. So, like, if you're just drawing two cards, like, that's obviously fine. Um, and that one's, like, very playable, in my opinion. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is. I mean, are you looking for greens or other cards? Because, like, Blade Flurry, Brass Knuckles, um, they happen to be ones so, I'm scrolling across. I hate the tough one. Like, I would never play that card. Well, you were just talking about how few blues are playable, so yeah. I wouldn't play... I would play Brass Knuckles before I played the other one. The yeah. tough one. Like, yeah, tough you, too. yeah, you play the blue that, that one, one for the tough one. That one's, that one's orange, though. So, like, Brass Knuckles is blue, but I would still play it over the orange one. Right, because of the compounding factors of the way the battle decks are going to shape out. Yeah. Um... But like I've had pools of like four brass knuckles, for example. So like you can expect to see a lot of those cards as well. That's wild. Um. So I'm trying to think what else. Um, well, I grab I mean, I good. Yeah, I mean the, the the other thing, like I said, is like there are certain uncommons that are really good, like supporting fire and things like that that I thought you'd see less of, but you're going to see mm-hmm. just as many of them because I've seen a lot of them opened. Well, so, yeah, like, it, it's going to be skewed, and this is a callback to when I was playing more Magic, but the the first attempt at Sealed for a block where you're using six of the same set, a lo- at least in Magic, the, the s- limited formats were not designed for that. It's like, yes, this happens because the set just came out or, you know, by virtue of the way the events lay out, but the intent was always that it would be a three-block set and you'd be doing two-two-two. And I think we will encounter something similar where, yeah, there's there isn't technically a follow up to this set, whereas six and seven we're assuming are a pair like Siege One and Siege Two. Yeah, but some things are going to get skewed. Like we're looking, I'm looking at supporting fire on screen now, where some of these cards that will have a great impact, you're going to see in greater quantity simply because of the fact that there's six, which sounds six packs and it sounds obvious but that has to play into your decision making of well, what are the odds that he has this given uncommon well significantly right. higher than it would be otherwise yeah when i played a lot of magic seal deck just uncommons just dominated that's all I, that's what i know mm. like a good uncommon would just dominate the format and like that you're gonna have them more here but i do think a lot of them are still that's probably the most impactful one, but like, um, there are other ones that are good, but like, you know, you'll still see them. 
Yeah. I mean, that one, because it's breaking part of the, the base rules of the game right. as opposed to just interacting with combat or drawing cards or, or right. even doing direct damage, which kind of straddles that line of breaking the rules of the game. A supporting fire in particular lets you do something that is very rare in general, let alone in sealed. Yeah, like hand-to-hand combat's really good. Mm. Um, oh, there's also those also. So all the tribal pips, so there's like... Yeah, I was going to get to that one, so might as well go on it now. So most of those are pretty bad, because mm. they're just blank, like, 90% of the time. So, like, like holdout is bad. Well, I, I mean, guess you would yeah. probably still... I guess you would probably still play the bold one, because it gives you... Bold a thousand, so Bold, like, yeah. Yeah. Still... I mean that one's. I could see that being the case. But like they might, you might as well look at them as blanks. Of course, uh, because I don't even think. I think are those the only two of the ones that are common. I don't even know if there are other ones that are common. Those are the ones that stood out to me. I don't know if there are any more common yeah. off the top of my head, but yeah. So yeah, those are. Those you have to look at as blanks, so I probably just like you know wouldn't play holdout. I would play the other one occasionally, but not even necessarily like a bunch of them. The point is, you're gonna have to cut playable cards as opposed to putting in bad cards. Yep. So like that's something to keep in mind. Um, I don't think there's any like inborn synergy. Disassembles a common, so like none of your upgrades are safe. Um, your that's what power cells are. Aren't they? Because it only hits weapons yeah. and armor, right? Yeah, they're uncommon. Okay. So your utilities are safe, I guess. Um, that's why it's like really good to have like sharpened talons because if it gets destroyed, it yeah, just it comes right good. back like within a turn or two. So it gives more value uh, to brass knuckles because it's coming up again. <laughs> sure, that's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's there. There is uncommon upgrade removal. I mean, common upgrade. So, like, you should expect to see that, like, just like there was reprocess in the last format. Um, you should expect to see that this year as well. Um, I mean, there, I had mentioned it offhand earlier, but there is because you can include who is a gears at the common character level as well to yeah. interact with opposing upgrades. And since he's a common character, you know, blah blah blah, you're going to see him more often. Yeah, Do you, I think. I was about to really? say I don't. I think upgrades are at they're under the most fire compared to where they were, or under more fire compared to where they were in Siege One and Siege Two. I'd have to sit back and really think about it because, like you said, reprocess was was no. There was way more removal in, in Siege One and Two. Was there? Okay. Yeah, because there was the black one. Um, there was there was reprocess. There was. Then there were like other there was all those armors and like weapons that like when they got destroyed destroy the the same thing. I always forget about them, yeah. But we didn't have any characters that had, did we? That blew stuff up? Not that I remember. Because that was but where was, I was getting the idea from is like, oh well I start on board with this thing to screw with your upgrades. I mean gears it's the second half of him where he flips back to like putting on a target that it's just going to be on the field is more important than like, because sending things back to their hand yeah. can actually help them. Like, Depending on what it is, yeah. Because like, you're just like, if you don't have a play every single turn anyway, mm -hmm. just giving them a play, and then like, you know, it only matters for armors, and there aren't that many armors, and they aren't that good, so. That's fair. 
it's going to be difficult to glut your opponent's hand. Let's put it that way. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I have all these upgrades in my hand, so I can't, like, you know, I have all these turns wasted. That's not going to happen. Right. So, um, he's probably a little worse than I initially gave him credit for because that situation is just not going to happen. That's reasonable. So, it just uh, winds up being bad. Well, rather than rehashing a lot of the things that we were covering, because I think we've we've touched on all of the cards that we had outlined offline, or at least in some capacity, any other thoughts about Sealed as a whole or any particular cards that come to mind now as we're, we're closing up shop that you want to throw out there when it, we're talking about Sealed for Titan Masters Attack? It just looks like a, it, it looks like a modified, like, low-powered constructed format, if that makes any sense. More than it does, like, a completely random sealed format. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we said, Siege was intended, or where we looked like it was intended that way. It definitely did feel, like, limited as compared to this does not really feel like limited on its surface. Yeah, to me, it's just, it's like a, it's like a low power. Like, obviously, you don't have access to, like, I can play any rarer in the set and things like that if it was, like, a true block format. But like, and obviously, less consistency for, you know. Yeah, 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 all that, all that right. typical stuff. But, like... Um, I just think, yeah, I, I just, it's, it seems like a decent, it seems like a fun, decent format to me. I just think that like in, in, in siege one and two, the main decision is like, what characters I'm going to play. That's not going to be the case here. It's going to be like shaving off the right battle guards and right. playing the old ones. Makes sense. The doubles add a lot of that, add a lot of wrinkles to things too so yeah the math is certainly going to change as a result of the Ming present yeah so well I think that'll do it for this show folks so as always thank you for listening thank you for watching and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk